Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome back to the Game Week 23 preview show brought to you by FPL Addicts and powered by Esports Live and also sponsored by Bonus Bank. And a huge thank you to Bonus Bank for being our sponsor and for supporting our community this season. Make sure you're checking them out in the details below in the caption uh, so that you can find out how to take advantage of Bookie's promotions. It's free to set up, but you can also receive 25% off your first premium month with our discount code, which is down in the description as well. And whether you're listening along or watching, if you're enjoying the content, make sure you give our video some love with a like, hit the subscribe button and turn the notification bell on as well so that you never miss an upload. It looks quite quite barren and derelict at the minute, but I promise we do have more people coming on uh, just shortly. It's just me and the main man, Ollie, to start with here, though. So we will get right into it, Ollie. But firstly, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I had a good week in FPL, a bit annoyed with the, you know, the captain shout that wasn't really. If I had a captain, maybe Fernandez, I'd have been absolutely on fire. But still a decent week. Like we say, we've got we've got Reedy and the Guru joining a little bit later. They've got, I think, yellow flags on them. I don't know what, what injury they've got. Maybe we can make something up for, just for a bit of comedy value. But um, I don't know why. Um, well, I think Reedy's actually about to join us now. So it won't just be us two. Reedy is here. Uh, so it's not just the two of us. Reedy's got the yellow flag removed. But yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, mate. And Reedy, how are you doing? Joining us all the way from England, as you always do, uh, fairly early in the morning. Not not too early for you, though, I'm sure. But how are you doing? Thank you very much, Elliot. Yeah, it's uh, it's ten thirty or just gone ten thirty, so it's not it's not too early. I've definitely done some earlier podcasts, that's for sure, with you boys and the time difference. Um, but I'm doing well, doing well. Um, you boys are looking good too. I see Ollie's. Uh, looks like he's got a nice tan there and. Yourself, Elliot, you probably could do with getting out in the sun a bit more, mate. Um, <laughs> but yes, yes, good boys. What about yourself? It's good It's good to be back on the pod, as I say. So, Yeah, and as, as Quentin's happy that you're joining us as well, the hitman with the, the two fire emojis, as everyone knows you now by your, your alias, the hitman. But, um, you know, I was saying that you were going to join us a little bit later. We have the fourth member of the podcast right here, right now as well. The guru, the FPL addicts guru, Matty Day himself, has joined us as well. So, Matt, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, lads. It's good to see you all. And um, yeah, looking forward to discussing this uh, this game week. It's going to be massive. I've just seen the double game week's been announced. So um, yeah, Has looking it? forward to uh, yeah the Watford uh, the Watford double game week. So um, yeah, looking wow. forward to discussing that and and discussing the uh, the game week that we've just seen as well. Well, I'll quickly add that into the uh, the discussion part of the podcast today. It's new news to me, so the Guru is going to be bringing you an exclusive live on the podcast today. But Guru, I want to go to you first as we preview uh, review sorry the results from Game Week 22 because I'm fairly certain of which game you're going to choose. But which game brought you the most joy this week? It's got to be that one at the top. Uh, obviously, the Leicester Spurs game, just unbelievable stuff up. Still can't believe it now. Just um, you know, to played really well. Um, that was the best game I've seen Harry Kane play all season by a long way. Um, you know, on another day, could have had a lot more than the eleven points he got. He was just unbelievable. Um, you know, and it was a good Spurs performance. Obviously, we did go two one down, but yeah, that ending was just phenomenal, unbelievable stuff. And you know, I think it, I was reading the stat. It's the um, I think it's the the only team in history to be losing at that late in a game and still winning the Premier League. Um, yep. So they broke the, the Man City record, which I'm assuming was against against Man United. So, um, yeah, I thought the game was gone. QPR. Berg, Bergvine scored and I thought, you know, it was just the uh, 
the draw and then you know they didn't give up and got the win so um yeah huge season defining moment i think yeah that was the Aguero one they broke the Aguero, sorry, Chris. That was the um, yeah. the Aguero one. Was that was the next? There was the second one. The obviously the famous one against QPR was the was the which next was virtually club. against Man United, wasn't it? At the yeah. end of the day, when you think about sorry, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, QPR, the absolute yeah. scenes there was uh, when there was a, they were playing Sunderland, I think United weren't they? And um, yeah. just the, the noise we'll in the crowd, everyone was looking around. It was crazy scenes. But I just wanted to ask you there, Matt. Obviously, as a as a big Spurs fan, and I'm sure you were you were absolutely. Um, you know, on cloud nine when you see seeing that goal go in to make it three two, I just think what, what I haven't seen the highlights or I didn't watch the game at the time. But what actually happened with the clock going over the ninety? I think it was plus five was added, and then it ended up going over that. Um, we'll go on to we'll go on to very quickly. We'll go on to whoever played the pass to give it away is dropping. So we'll go on to that in a sec. But what what kind of happened with that situation? Why did the clock go over? Yeah, look, they gave five minutes of stoppage time. Um, Bergvine's first goal was still within the 95. Um, and then uh, I guess the celebrations, well, they didn't really celebrate the first goal. So there was still about 15 seconds anyway. And the clock runs, you know, it's still a minimum of five minutes, as they say. Um, I think in that time there was um, there was a few free kicks. There was a piece of play where Bergvine went down. And uh, Sonoichku sort of laughed in his face and told him to get up. Um, but I think it was just more of a case that the goal was there was still 15 seconds before the five minutes. The clock obviously just ran um, and they just allowed the, the time to go on because there was still time when Bergman scored, I think it was 94 and 47 or something like that. So I think, I think I went to see the highlight. It was it was quite close to the five. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking as soon as Leicester kicked off, you know, if you've just conceded that late, you should be playing for that draw. You shouldn't risk anything. Oh, you yeah. kind of played forward rather than going back or side. And as we said, I don't know who gave that ball away. I don't know if it was Madison or whoever it was. But to give that ball away where they did obviously cost them the game. Oh, 100%. And, the um, you know, it was just good to see uh, the team not give up and actually go for that winning goal. And Hoybier intercepted it straight to Kane and... You know that was that was a Harry Kane that we all know of, of last season yeah. with that ball through and you know FPL normally it's Son, normally it's Son getting on the end of those ones, isn't oh, it? Yeah, you someone know. had a field day I think in that game with the amount of chances Spurs had, but I think you know Harry Kane owners with that pass at the end will be um, yeah over the moon to get that extra assist from him. So um, incredible stuff, incredible game, and um, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be absolutely buzzing if we can make this top four, but a long way to go, and we got a tough game this week. Spurs for top four looks pretty on at the minute. Conte still undefeated in the Premier League with Spurs as well. So it's definitely one to watch. My prediction live on air will say you're going to finish on top of Man United and you will get top four this season, Guru. I think you're going to do it. You've got a lot of games in hand as well. So I'm back in the, uh, the mighty Spurs for the uh, the fourth place uh, in the Premier League this season. But we'll move on. Reedy, I know there was another good game. You know, Liverpool routine win against Brentford 3-0. So, you know, you must have been delighted with that result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, pretty easy win for for us, type of thing. And um, you know, we had we've obviously got no Salah, no Mane, uh, Caters there. Although he's you know he's not uh, in the you know sort of playing as much as Mane and Salah. But yeah, did the job, got the job done. Three 0 win. Um, and what more can I say? Um, you know, I don't know. Are you asking me is that the game that I'd pick, or are you kind of like just you know? You're you know, welcome to pick another game. You know, we've got. Oh, Pick another game. I think the game of the round. We we all know it. 
is West Ham Leeds, don't we? Um, Jack Harrison, where's he been? Where's he been? I mean, a performance, if you can put a performance in like that every week, um, he's, he's really uh, really going to be someone to consider in FPL, um, FPL managers. But yeah, West Ham looking out of sorts defensively and, you know, they've been really strong, especially at home this season. And um, Jared Bowen could have equalised right near the end and, and it wasn't to be. So well done, Leeds. Absolutely fantastic. And do you know what? As well, I think we've, we've all mentioned this season about Brentford and how much they're going to struggle in the Premier League and all the rest of it uh, and how they've not really got a philosophy. There's that thing of coming into the Prem, getting promoted, doing really well in your first season and then like kind of falling off. Leeds, I've always said this, I've got a philosophy in place. They've got something where they play a certain style. They don't change that. Bielsa's really good at it. And fair play to them. You know, brilliant win for them. So Works out some of the time. Doesn't work out when they get battered at Old Trafford and, you know, the, the routine <laughs> thrashings that they get every single yeah. season. But as Reedy said there, they've got the way they play. Bielsa doesn't like to change it, no matter the opposition, which, you know, fair play. Um, you know, you've got to be in it to win it each and every game. And he likes to try and play on the front foot. So he's doing his job and he's managed to get Leeds three points, which probably, you know, gives him that little bit more breathing space between the, the bottom four at the minute and sort of breaks him away at the minute. And looks like they probably will be playing Premier League football next season, considering how bad the rest of the bottom four teams are compared to Leeds at the minute. But um, Ollie, the third and final game of the round, I'll let you pick. What was your choice? Well, I'm actually going to going to talk about that bottom four and the, and the huge relegation six-pointer involving your Newcastle, Elliot. Um, let's be honest, like I, I, I watched the, the Rovers-Cardiff game, which was the early kickoff, and struggled to get to sleep after that. We, uh, we won the game, so I was obviously buzzing with that, um, and I couldn't get to sleep. So I, I turned my TV back on, and the first thing I saw was Xiao Pedro running back to the middle after scoring the equaliser. Um, I was gutted for you, Elliot, because I, I do want Newcastle to stay up, particularly if, if we keep doing well and we go up. Um, but, you know, obviously Newcastle looked the good, sat Maximan with an unreal goal. Let's be honest, he's the only fighting hope that Newcastle have got now, or, I mean, alongside the owners, of course. Um, but that was a masterful goal, great to watch. He's so fleet-footed, so agile, and he just took that one away. And you just thought Newcastle might get themselves a massive three points. Not quite. Um, Jao Pedro had other ideas. Wonderful. Had a great cross from Fabinho from the right. Um, and, and that was that, really. Um, I think both sides have a chance of, of staying up. Obviously, Norwich have now thrown their hat into the ring with a win against Everton. But it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Um, there's still a lot to play for for the rest of the season. But it's two points dropped for Newcastle rather than one point gained, I think. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, home, home fixture to concede that late on. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like Newcastle can hold a one goal lead um this season at all. So it's uh, you know, just treading on treading on water with that one goal, you know, that futile sort of lead that they have. But um, you know, a point apiece. Um if you, if you can't win, don't lose at the end of the day. But that was really a fixture which both teams needed to win, to be honest. But Watford have got the uh the the pleasure of playing Norwich. This game week, and if they've got a double, they've got Burnley coming up at some point as well, I think, as well. So that might even be their double fixture. If Burnley ever play football again this season, we're not too sure um, if that's going to be happening with the amount of games they've had postponed. But we'll move on now away from game week uh, 22's results and we'll move on to the uh, the mini leagues and what they're looking like after game week 22. So I'll bring up on screen now the, uh, the current standings of the uh, the paid 
FPL Addicts Mini League. And as you can see on top there, no surprise, Donal Breslin still sits at the top. And he is also the manager of the week this week as well. So he puts himself in the FPL Addicts history books for the 2021 and 2022 season with 100 points overall. So he did take a four-point hit this week, uh, unfortunately. But he gets himself that 20 Aussie dollars prize money as well, which is uh, obviously the, the the reason that he's in the league. He's here to win the money and, you know, rinse everyone else for all of their, their economic value and stuff. So he's done really well this week. 100 points. He's turned up um, overall uh, net after his four-point hit as well. Jordy Wilson's worked his way up to second. He's, uh, you know, fair fair way away from Donald Breslin at the top of the league. If you see, there's, you know, a couple couple points between them. They're 60-odd or something like that. So they're still definitely fighting um, against each other. But it's looking like Donald Breslin's breaking away a little bit now, especially with a massive score um, last week. But Jordy Wilson with 96 points himself, which meant that Nathan Burgess dropped down to third place because he only got 64 points, which was unlucky from him this week. But he's been up there fighting. So we know that he's definitely not going to be letting his foot off the gas and he's going to still be going. But Guru, it looks like it's becoming a little bit of a one-horse race um, in this league. Donald Breslin's looking quite quite strong and he's, he's looking all the parts at the minute isn't he oh, some unbelievable stuff from uh from donal you know he's he's this season's sort of tom stones um in terms of you know dominating dominating the league and um yeah he's, he's got it spot on i you know i thought i was going to be in for the running for the for manager of the week this week and um you know and i looked and there was just some scores that were just even bigger than mine and, and donal's was uh one of them and yeah phenomenal stuff by him big score 87th in the world right now 87th in the world so um yeah phenomenal stuff from donal so uh yeah congrats he's doing absolutely crazy um at the minute and it's no surprise that he is also top of the fpl addicts free mini league as well he's dethroned um fpl planner and um, he's sort of you know he's not come from nowhere donal but he's you know he's definitely risen his way to the top um in the past couple of game weeks so fpl planner has dropped down into second place um, and then Kotu is sitting there in third as well with Billy um, just three points off the pace of him uh, in fourth place there. But as you can see, the paid mini league is competitive, but the free mini league is even more competitive as well. In terms of the women's mini league, uh, Thashi still sits at the top. And they're sort of, you know, hitting around the 1,300 marks, nearly the 1,400 marks in this women's mini league now to be top of the league. Um, Karen Spence has dropped to second. She's been so brilliant this season, so consistent and everything. So there's probably no doubt that she'll be uh, back up there or staying up there for this season. And then Leanne, um, who we haven't really heard too much about recently. She's risen her way up the uh, the Women's Mini League. We've been watching it and uh, she's managed to find herself uh, into third place. So fair play to all the, uh, the people in the Women's Mini League. And they're doing brilliantly as well, just as competitive as the two other leagues. And there's still so many people in those mini leagues who should have been in the paid one and they would have earned themselves a lot of money this season. In terms of the head-to-head mini, the bonus bank uh, head-to-head mini, Donald Breslin, no surprise, sits top of that one as well. He's taken all the spoils at the minute. He's top of three out of the four mini leagues, three of which he can actually enter into. Um, so he's doing really well for himself. He's top of each and every one of them. Um, he's having an unreal season. Tom Stones, who the guru mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, who was sort of the, the Donald Breslin of last season, we can call him now. He's no longer the uh, the Tom Stones that we, we knew, but he's sitting second for this one, 46 points, which is still um, eight points behind Donal. So he's doing really well for himself with Mark Sargent sitting there in third as well. I've managed to find my way up to seventh, lads, and um, none of you are still sort of 
close-ish. Ollie's two points behind me, but you know, I'm looking forward. I'm not looking backwards. So I'm not keeping up with that one too much. Mate, I'm, uh, I'm... you're blind. I'm four off you. <laughs> I'm, you're a better FPL manager than a mathematician. Four. <laughs> Even better. Even yeah. better. Go to, go, to, go to Specsavers, pal. I mean, it's the only league you're, you're above me anyway. So, and, the, and I'll, t- you know, if this is the only one, then I'll take that. We'll see what happens well, at the end. The well said, Ollie. Well said, mate. Listen, we're breathing down his neck. You can feel the pressure just like Newcastle can by panic buying Chris Wood. You know, we'll be above him at some point. Don't you worry. Well, you've well got the, the classic mini, which you can take over. Um, you know, you, you're overtaking me in that one. So you're doing better than me in the, the one that really matters. But I can have a small victory knowing that I'm four points ahead of Ollie. Still after, I don't really check that league, to be honest. Don't really check who I'm playing. Just show up every week and win, lads. So that's all you've got to do for that one. And, uh, you know, I'm doing it well this season. So <laughs> some, some, would say, some would say match fixing. I would just say just pure class for me, to be honest. But, um, yeah, but listen, terms... listen, you're gonna you're gonna run out of money sooner or later, Elliot. And these backhanders aren't gonna um, aren't gonna be anymore, you know. So listen, listen, me, me and Ollie, we know we know what's going on. And look at Guru sat there, smug. Tottenham have won this week. Guru's <laughs> obviously got the you know big score. Tell you, it's all happening for him. It's all happening. We've got to take it. We've got to. I've got to take it because you know it's gonna. This I'm preparing for the. Uh, I'm going to take the highs because this week we've got Chelsea. Spurs have got Chelsea this week, which is a massive bogey team for us. So um, yeah, look, I'm I'm living it up with the uh, with the FPL score. The Spurs win. Um, so yeah, let's see let's see how this week goes. Do you know what though? If if there's a week to play Chelsea, it's now. When you see Harry Kane play the way that he did against Leicester, especially without the likes of Son, you want to play Chelsea now because I don't think they've kept a clean sheet in about oh, the nine games. Is it something like that? I can't remember. So you know. I wouldn't surprise me if Tottenham went and, went and won that one. So, yeah, um, you, you're going into it on a high, mate, off the back of that Leicester game. So, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't worry about it too much, mate. You've got Conti now, you know. Yeah, we'll see. It's still Spurs, Conte, mate. It's still Spurs. Conte, I'd love to get one up against his, uh, his former club. Obviously, he won a lot more with Chelsea than he probably will with Spurs, but we won't obviously talk about that one today as the guru <laughs> seems to be quite happy tonight. But as Ollie's been saying, I'm still below him in the normal league, the one that matters um, to, to him the most. But, you know, I'm, I'm also breathing down his neck for that one. So I'm, I'm sort of experiencing what you're experiencing in the other league. Uh, well, no one so. really. It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. 40 odd points behind you. That was like 100 a week ago, mate. So, you know, you're getting scared now. Your voice is going all high pitch and everything. But in terms of what happened in game week 22 from myself, I had a little bit of a shocker um, with my one transfer that I did bring in was James Madison. I was about to go to bed on the night before the deadline hit. And uh, five minutes later, I get a message from the guru on my phone and he goes, that's why you don't play your free hit in this game week. Because I was talking to him, I was like, do I play my free hit? Do I not? And he goes, uh, Leicester, sorry, Leicester have their game postponed against, Was it, it was Burnley, wasn't it? That game was obviously postponed because Burnley just don't want to play football these days. They've lost Chris Wood. They've got no goals in him now. We've, we've just taken everything that we possibly can. So that was unlucky. The one man that I would have gone with instead of Madison would have been Bruno Fernandes. Um, which is a real shame because if I just waited five extra minutes, he would have definitely been in my team because he was the uh, the second in line to replace uh, the place in my team. But it is what it is. You take the highs with the lows in FPL and it's such a weird season where games are postponed on the day. You know, it's difficult for us Australian managers wanting to go to sleep, but not sure if games are going to be postponed while we're 
you know, asleep in the middle of the night. So really, Reedy should be doing better than us this season, is what I'm saying. He, he should be top of the league. He should be doing better. Because and listen, we, listen, we come on. I've got, I've got the, I've got the guru here. You know, he's listen. Don't forget, this guy's a legend. Um, he doesn't sleep. That's why he, he does not exactly <laughs> that. He does not sleep. This guy is up twenty four seven, lives and breathes NFL. <laughs> it's in his veins. Um, I was, I was up know, at deadline. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> exactly. This guy is on Twitter. You know, he's on all these sort of like social media platforms and, and, and fi- tries to find out the info. So, listen, if anything, you know, he probably knows more than me at times, you know. Um, but as for Ollie, I just want to give Ollie a shout out that, you know, from last season, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of us were living rent free in his head. And I think this season, it's almost like he's got like a mental block now. He knows too well. And he kind of just gets that fishing rod out sometimes and sees what he can catch with us. Um, but, you know, shout out to you, Ollie, mate. I just want to say, well done there. You've gone back above me in, in that league. But, yeah, Elliot, listen, you need to come back better, a better FBL manager next week, mate. It's not good enough, as you know. So, that's all, that's all I'll say about that. But... <laughs> I can't argue. It was a shocking, shocking week for me after, you know, my, my manager of the week week, um, Ollie. So I, I raise you that one. Where's your where's your manager of the week for the season, Ollie? Mate, mate the the one week that you receive your your um your manager of the week prize, you're off the podcast. So my advice to you, if you want to rise up the league, stop being a regular on this podcast and go away back to back to Inverloch or go back camping somewhere. <laughs> you might win a couple more manager of the weeks from there. Hey. Money in my back pocket that you don't have, and it's an award that I can have over here. written into the FPL Addict history books. Um, you know, the first ever paid league won, won something this season, so that's more than I think we're going to be able to say for you. But now that I've said that, uh, the manager of the week next week is most likely going to be Ollie because I've jinxed it for myself now. Um, but yeah, that was my week, it was a, a fairly shocking one for me, not really much happened. Went with the Ronaldo captaincy bonus, my vice. Um, not really too much to say about it, to be honest, boys. It was just poor. Poor, fairly all round for me, but um, you know, they've been chatting a lot and he's been chatting a lot on the podcast today. But Reedy, 61 points, a fantastic week from you. Um, you know, given the circumstances, all the postponements and everything, 10 points above the average. Talk us through your week. That was all right, mate. It wasn't too bad. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, minus four on that 61, so obviously, uh, you know, inst- instead of that, the 57, but it was okay. Um, I, you know, did make two transfers. I brought in Jota, brought in Cucurella. You know, Cucurella had the double game week. Um, so that decision could have been better because I brought Jota in based on the fixture. Um, and if all the talk around, you know, especially the Twitter world and whatnot, uh, Bruno was the pick and I should have brought him in. So, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But other than that, you know, I had some nice sort of scores around the, around my team. Trent again, Cancelo again, those two guys. I remember early in the season we were saying, oh, is it essential to have both of them in? And people like, you know, it's one or the other. Now you're finding that it's difficult to take either out of, the, out of your team. And I think we'll see that in a lot of fancy teams. So, yeah, they got me the points. Cucurella with his double ended up getting me five. Uh, Gallagher came off my bench. I left him on the bench for Martinelli and hoped that, that Arsenal fixture would go ahead. It wasn't to be. So luckily I did get that. Uh, and he came, Bowman was my captain. So that was that was decent. Bernardo kind of has faded off a little bit over the last sort of three, four game weeks. Um, and then Ronaldo and Dennis with the little two pointers each. So an okay week for me. I, I can't complain. I've got over, I've got like above the average. So we just move on to the, on to the next one. Now I'm hoping I can can kind of you know hit the 70s and the 80s which is i think what, what we kind of want at this stage in the season mate 
It's a very, very strong team as well, can I just say, you know, for the, the upcoming set of fixtures. Um, I think, you know, you've really prepared yourself well for this sort of end of the congestive period, um, you know, sort of going into the more more regular game weeks that we can uh, we can all hope are in the near future. But as I said, good week from you, Reedy. Um, 57 Cheers, points after your, your four-point hit, which I should have assumed that you took one, to be honest. I don't know why I read your score out without taking any hits. I should have just assumed that you took a minus four or a minus eight. But, you know, I know you too well these days. So I, I thought <laughs> maybe, maybe just for one week he wouldn't take a hit, but he has taken a hit. But 57 is still a brilliant score. And on the topic of brilliant scores, Ollie Walker-Peel, I might be giving you a little bit of crap today. 75 points. You used free hit this week what was your sort of thought process behind playing your free hit were you worried about postponements or was it just you know you thought there was a couple of double game weeks so you better get it used well i had a lot of injuries at the time when i played i think most of them had calmed down by the by the time of the deadline but i had fixture clashes double game week worried about postponements so it allowed me to be nimble i thought it was a perfect week to play it and look i had decent score it could have gone a little bit better had i had i captained someone else but you know i'm not going to complain too much yeah, you know, and as you say, 75 points in a game week like this is going to give you a nice, healthy green arrow. So, you know, you went with De Gea and a fairly strong back three on paper. Unfortunately, only Trent managed to return for you. But um, Kamara was absolutely brilliant for Watford. Um, other than for Newcastle's goal, he managed to keep Saint quiet for 89 minutes. And it was just that one little burst that he had, um, which unfortunately ruined the clean sheet for you there. But in terms of the other picks that you made further up the pitch, Bruno Fernandes and Harry Kane, you know, two very good picks for this week. They both obviously were meant to have, um, you know, two fixtures this week. Obviously that Spurs one did get postponed, but you still managed to stick with Harry Kane. So you really backed him in this week, even if he was just going to have one fixture, did you? Well, look, I had him in, obviously, with the two fixtures, but I thought, you know, maybe the Leicester game, he's usually good against Leicester, so I went with him for that and obviously he returned. In terms of Bruno, um, I probably should have captained him, let's be honest, but he was brilliant with the United double. That all made sense. Um, I was pretty strong on keeper Jared Bowen, even with a single game. You know, he was only slated to have one game, um, but he obviously scored, obviously missed the chance late on, which would have helped. Kamara, again, was a, I, I was just going off a scout report um, and I thought he'd do okay. Um, obviously, uh, you know, when I had him in the team, they had the two games in um, Burnley and um, and Newcastle. Obviously, the Burnley one was postponed while I was asleep, so I didn't get a chance to change that, um, which was frustrating. But I went with him anyway. Um, not a bad shout. I'm lucky with a clean sheet. But look, you know, you take you take the uh, the wins with the losses and you move forward. I think overall, I've had a decent week. Um, back to my normal team now this week after playing the free hit um, with a nice little green arrow to boot just outside the top 300k. So. Look, I think it's a, a good chip that I've played. I'll, I'll take the green arrow and I'll uh, I'll move forward. Yeah, I definitely think it was worthwhile you playing it. You know, 75 points. If you say that you had injuries, um, it was definitely a week that you you could have played it. And obviously you do get that, that second free hit this season as well now as well, don't you? So it's only one of them gone and you still get your other one as well. Um, Guru, you had a fantastic week by all means. Um, even in a, a fairly standard week, you know, when there's no double games, 89 points is brilliant. Um, you made your one transfer, you didn't take any hits, so you get 89 points overall. Walk us through your team. Yeah, look, ca carried by Bruno this week. Um, I did that transfer two minutes before deadline, which was 4.28 a.m. Melbourne time in the morning. I was up, up for it. It had to be. Um, Look, I'm not going to turn around and say it was a complete masterstroke because there was a lot of luck involved with the with the Fernandez transfer. So I, what I did was, Lucas Mora was going to be my uh, my transfer for the double game week, and then I saw Arsenal put through that 
postponement. And as soon as they did that, I was thinking this game's not going to go ahead. Was never keen on Ronaldo, um, you know, with his injury news. And I just, I just didn't fancy him playing. Um, and I looked at my side and I thought, I've got to get rid of either Salah or Son. And I was 0.1 off Son to Fernandez. So I thought I'm just going to bite the bullet, put in, uh, take up Salah as much as I wanted to keep Salah for, you know, because he's going to be back in a few weeks. I just did it, um, you know, thinking Bruno would be a good shout. I'd seen a few people on Twitter had done it. Um, and yeah, went for it. I thought, you know, Fernando's not going to play one of the games. You'd expect Bruno to get on the ball a lot more, get a lot, lot more shots off, you know, and it, and it worked against Villa. Um, so really happy with that. Happy with his two assists against Brentford. He nearly scored at the end as well in that game and could have had, a, you know, an extra couple of bonus. So, um, yeah, really happy with Bruno. Conor Gallagher, um, who I've kept faith in for a while now, um, got the goal in, in the derby. Um, so really happy with that. Bowen as well. Trent. Um, but other than that, the rest of the team's actually quite underwhelming. So I've really been just carried by, um, you know, by Bruno there. Um, but yeah, and on my bench, actually, I did have um, Williams from Norwich, who actually got more points than um, than Rudiger in a double game week. So, um, you know, they're probably, they're the standouts. But um, yeah, but I have to say it's, you know, a bit of luck with um, with the Spurs game getting called off or, or that postponement. But I, um, yeah, just thought I'm going to go with my gut, make a snap decision. And yeah, literally two minutes before deadline, put him in, and um, and it's paid off because I've I've had a bad run the last sort of month. Um, I tried the De Bruyne captain, uh, you know, not long ago against Newcastle, didn't work, and you know the Bruno one has. So um, yeah, let's uh, see how we go. I'll probably be keeping him now for a while as well. I think Bruno. Yeah, swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? But you know, obviously, it just shows you how good you know the captain can be for your team and how important it is to make sure that you do have a good week because you know, obviously, myself, captain Ronaldo, and it completely ruined my week. If I had had Bruno instead of Madison and given the armband to him, it would have been a completely different story. But hindsight is a beautiful thing, isn't it? And obviously, that's not how FPL works. So, brilliant week from you there, Guru. Eighty-nine points, and you still managed to be top uh, out of everyone on the podcast here, and nearly. 100 points ahead of me, which has uh, hurt me to say, but I'm making sure that I'm, uh, you know, decreasing that gap as much as I can uh, in the upcoming weeks. But um, they were our, our scores for game week 22, but it's full steam ahead now onto game week 23. And it's now apparently a double game week as I'm hearing from the Guru. So it's the Guru exclusive. And we go live now over to Guru headquarters and he's got some news for us. It's breaking news. Guru, what's the story? So it looks like we've got the uh, the Watford versus Norwich game um, is obviously on tonight or uh, for UK or in the morning for Australian viewers. And it's going to be followed up by Watford or Burnley versus Watford um, as the double game week fixture. So you've got um, Arsenal, Burnley, Burnley, Watford, Watford, Norwich and, uh, and Burnley, Watford um, as those fixtures. So two games for Watford, two games for Burnley. So um, Wait, I think, yeah, did you not mention Burnley three times there. I might have. You've got, <laughs> got that many games to play all. I'm just saying, because I, I swear I heard Burnley three times. So Burnley haven't got a triple, have they? No, sorry. So we've got um, Arsenal versus Burnley. Burnley versus Watford. So that's Burnley's double. And then Watford's double is Watford-Norwich. And then Burnley versus Watford. That's why you so, heard um, it three, ta- three yeah, times. Yeah. Three so times a double for Burnley for and a double for Watford. Um, yeah. So, yeah, looking at that, you'd probably say Watford have the better fixtures. But, you know, again, it is Watford. 
you know, they don't look very good themselves. So it will be an interesting one. But I think there's still one or two players that you can kind of have from there, you know, that are standouts. Um, you know, and obviously the likes of Ben Foster. Looks like he's come back into that number one spot. He's only, I think, four million. So he's going to be a, you know, a real interesting one. I know a lot of people kept him as their number two keeper. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely shaken it up and it's and it's made it interesting for us all. It certainly has. And Ben Foss has been sitting on my bench with a, a red flag for quite some time now. So it might be time for the return of the King, the uh, the follower of the podcast. We're led to believe he's commented a couple of times, we hope, but um, we never really quite know for sure. But Ben Foster, Dennis... Um, unfortunately, Sars still out injured for Watford, but that's about as much as you'd probably want to go from Watford. Maybe Ollie will be making his uh, a permanent transfer to Kamara this week. Does that sort of tempt you now, Ollie, here in those two fixtures, Burnley and Norwich? Uh, no, I've, I've got one free transfer and I've already made it before the um, before that news. Obviously, it was released. Um, it does involve a defender, but it doesn't involve Hassan Kamara. Um which is frustrating because if if you know if I was to bring him in, he might become a bit of a Mark Gahey, you know, Ollie Walker Peel cult hero, but but not quite just yet. So you've alluded to your transfer, mate. So I want to hear what you're doing now with your defence. What, what's happened this week? Defensive reinforcements for Ollie Walker Peel's fantasy team. What's the move? Correct. I had about just under four million in the bank, so I've decided to splash a little bit of it out. I've got one Liverpool fullback in Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I've got his uh, partner in crime in, Al, uh, in Andy Robertson. Um, he's coming into the team for Antonio Rudiger, so I'm going double Liverpool in defence. Um, obviously, Chelsea have got a tough fixture against Tottenham. They'll probably still win it, but will will Chelsea keep a clean sheet? Who knows? Um, I think Liverpool will, um, will pretty easily get the job done this week in, in their game, and hopefully there's attacking returns for both, uh, for both full-backs. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the days of when you had to have Trent and Robertson, if you go back a couple of seasons where they were both really firing, um, Trent's been on absolute fire this season and Robertson's gone under the radar a little bit. Um, he's obviously not reaching the heights that Trent is, but, you know, he's obviously going to be a, a fairly safe pick to go with with the amount of attacking football that Liverpool play and the way that those fullbacks play. Reedy is the, uh, the resident Liverpool fan. What do you sort of make of that transfer that Ollie's made? I think that's a great move. Um, I did. I did talk. I'd say I talked him out of bringing in Robertson on his free hit last week. He had Robertson in there. I think uh, I mentioned to kind of maybe take him out. Um, he did have Trent in though, so you know there was a two point difference. I think uh, with Robertson getting more of the bonus, but it's been mentioned a few times this season, and I think um, I think it's there's still that thing there of Liverpool fullbacks are always going to go forward and attack. So good move, mate. I hope it pays off for you. Obviously, as the Liverpool fan, you know, I want us to kind of at least be in a, a title race uh, come the end of the month or what we're in. We're still in January, aren't we? So, yeah, come the end of the month or beginning of February. So, good move, all. Yeah, Thank you, that's... mate. Great to get your approval. Yeah, <laughs> the, the human fence, hitman, stamp of approval. Not too many people can say that they've had that with their transfer this week. But Reedy, I'm interested to hear what you're doing now. Obviously, we always ask you every week, you tell us what you're going to do. You absolutely flip and don't do what you're going to do. And you man just take a minus eight every single week. But what is your transfer uh, plan for this week? I'll ask you. All I'm doing, I'm actually rolling over. I'm actually planning to roll over. No, um, we might as well save it. They won't. No, but we might as well save this transfer. How I look at it is might as well save this transfer for after the international break. I've already got Dennis in. I've already got Foster in. There's me double, you know, for me for me Watford lads. I don't want to bring, really bring a Burnley asset in or player in. Um, there's no one that kind of appeals to me. Chris Wood isn't there anymore. It's a shame know. that Chris Wood's gone, isn't it? That's it. Chris Wood's gone. 
only so, really leaves you, you know, corner is at the AFCON. Yeah. Exactly that, yeah. Um, he's still with that. Is it Ivory Coast he plays for? Um, but he's still at AFCON. There's nothing really that appeals. I mean, maybe Pope, but I've got Foster, so I don't need to make that move. So rolling over for me is, is the option. I don't, if there would have been a Villa double game week, I would have been more sort of thingy to do it. I think if anyone's going to bring anyone in this week, it is going to be Rafinha. But, I, I, you know, I don't want to waste that transfer. I want to keep it. And remember the last international break a while back when I had two free transfers? or I had one, sorry, sitting there and I rolled over to get the two. I think Ollie done the same or maybe a couple of you guys did the same. I just feel that's probably the best thing to do because I think possibly double, uh, sorry, game week 24, I think we might end up having a double game, game week then anyway. So, Reedy, if I may say, you rolling over, if I may quote the brilliant Martin Tyler, I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. So watch it. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's, I don't know. What do you want me to say, boys? Oh, I'm bringing Bruno in straight away. It's going to happen. Ronaldo's going out. He's crap. I'm bringing, uh, you know, Ollie Watkins in. There we go, Bosch. It's already done, boys. It's signed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm taking a cautious approach. What can I say? I think... It's it's a fair approach and it's one that I agree with because I'm going to be doing the same because, you know, we don't really know when Salah's going to be back. But the one thing that I do know is as soon as he is going to be back, I want him back in my team because FPL is so much easier when you've got Salah in your team. You don't have to think about who you're captaining for the week. You just manage to stick the armband on him and he gets the goods for you. So I'm quite happy with the way that my team looks. I've got three West Ham assets. They do have Man United this week. I actually quite fancy them, to be honest. I think that Bowen is going to uh, cause Harry Maguire some troubles and you know, maybe Kufal can manage to get himself an assist or maybe even a clean sheet because West Ham are doing fairly decently um, this season. You know, of late, they haven't been brilliant. They've lost a couple of games, drawn a couple of games that they probably should have won themselves. But I'm backing them in this week and I think I'm going to be rolling over as well because um, I'm fairly happy with the way that my team looks. And I think Ben Foster will be uh, coming into my starting lineup as well because um, Robert Sanchez has probably got, he's got Leicester. I just don't really fancy it there. So I think Foster's going to be the man for this week. Um, and if he doesn't end up playing, he's probably not going to play both the fixtures. So Sanchez will be subbed on anyway. But Guru, what's your move for this week? Um, my move this week, it was going to be pending this, um, you know, any, any more double game weeks. But I think uh, that Watford game's now ruled out the Aston Villa double game week. So, um, and the Leeds double game week's ruled out. Um, so I think it's probably going to be Cancelo's finally got to come in. I can't believe it's taken me 22 game weeks to get Cancelo in. I wanted him in about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, but I went Reese James. Um, and I've probably lost about 50 points from not having Cancelo this whole time. So he's going to come in uh, for Rudiger. Um, I was thinking about maybe a minus four um, and taking out Son. Um, but with this international break and Son actually returning uh, in game week 23... I'm probably going to keep Son and um, uh, keep him for the for the game when Spurs play Saints um, in game week 23. Um, so that's probably all I'm going to do this week. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think the more important thing that we're going to bring up is from Ospike. No way, Chris Britney Spears Reed rolls his transfer. Hit me, baby, one more time. Um, obviously, is the reference there. And Ospike, oh, I love he's Ospike. Got another nickname now, Reedy. You Chris Britney Spears. You just, listen, do you know what? I, I put a tweet out the other week after the Brighton, um, the Brighton Palace game, which I watched. I don't know if you boys seen it, but I watched that one the full ninety. Absolutely amazing game. I, I don't know whether it was the the the. 
uh, crowd in the stadium, the fans that made it seem even more hyped up. But I remember put a tweet out there saying I didn't want that game to finish. It was unbelievable. And I spiked thought I was actually being um, sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah. As you know, he goes the matches, he goes the games, and he thought I was being sarcastic. I was like, listen, no, it was it was an unbelievable game. It was it was brilliant. So uh, I love our spike. Uh, resident uh, Brighton fan, of course, but cheers for that, mate. Britney Spears, I suppose. You know, I hope I don't sort of go the way she's go. She goes, but you know, I don't think I've got the figure either. So, listen, she might she deep. might have an FPL team out there that's doing well. <laughs> world. You never know. You never Can you know. imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> well, listen, let's not go down that route, boys. It's a dangerous route. So, yeah, back to the good stuff. Come on. Let's focus. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll chat about our tran- uh, sorry. We've chatted about our transfers. All that's left now is to talk about the captain picks um, from us this week. Myself, I'm going to be going with Yotta. I think he tore Arsenal to shreds this morning. He's got a fairly nice fixture against Crystal Palace. Um, Liverpool. They seem to have you know not been missing Salah and Mane too much while they've been gone. And Yotta's been stepping up in uh, in place of those two, and he's been doing the goods for them. Fabinho as well has been scoring a fair bit for Liverpool while they've been away. So I'm not really too sure. Um, about captaining or bringing in Fabinho, but I think it's going to be Yotta for me this week. He's getting the armband and I've got every single faith in him. Reedy, who are you going with? Well, captain's armband for me, it's, um, it's probably going to be Cancelo uh, or Trent. It's one of them two. I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, both got away fixtures. There's, you know, Palace could score. Southampton could score. They're both capable of doing that. Um, but you know, looking at looking at who have kind of got in the team in regards to an attacking point of view, Ronaldo, you know, he's not really doing much at the moment. He's had his little spat the other night after being taken off against Brentford. You know what though? I've just actually realised we we've got a double game week, haven't we, boys? So can Dennis finally be the one? I know a lot of FPL managers they got they got kind of bitten with that one with the uh, with the Watford game being cancelled. Obviously, the second one, so. It wasn't great, but I've got more faith now with Burnley kind of uh, that game being on the 5th of Feb um, and then Watford playing tonight. I, th- I think it's a really good option. What do you, what do you think about that moving away from the Cancelo and TAA and going to Dennis? Is it time? I think he'll be one of the most captain this week for sure. Um, mm. Thinking about it, he's going to be quite high up there just because of those two fixtures, I think. And Dennis has been good this season, let's be honest. He's been getting goals, assists for Watford. And, you know, they probably would be fairly lower down the league if it wasn't for him. And, you know, Norwich and Burnley, besides Newcastle, they're the two teams that you'd want to play in your your favoured double game week. If you got asked which two teams do you want to play to have the best double game week that you possibly can, it's probably those two um, or Newcastle in there as well. So I think he's going to be a fairly heavily selected captain this week. So I think it's a fairly astute choice, to be honest. Aye. Aye. It's, a, it's well food for thought definitely now I know that me and you've got Watford in Watford players in I can't remember if, if you know yourself uh, Guru or Ollie. I know you'll probably mention now about your captains and stuff like that so have you got any Watford players and you know what's your thoughts take it away I do now you've convinced me I've, I've just on air after, after, <laughs> after seeing the news about the Watford um, the Watford transfer on air I've just taken a four point hit uh, to move from uh, from Brozier to Dennis. Um, and I think my captain for this week, I think his name's Dennis. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, he's got a double uh, double game week, two very, very tasty fixtures on paper. Norwich at home, Burnley away. Look, he's going to score a handful away at Burnley, isn't he? Um, 
and Norwich at home, despite their win. Look, um, they're I think not that's the what's, tip, that's what's tipped it, hasn't yeah. it? The fact that it's Burnley has tipped it even more for you because you you know you want you, you want, want those it. guys to go down, don't you? You want them to go down. So oh, badly, badly. Um, but no, I think it's a safe four point hit. I think as well because Brozier, um, you know how well he's done. You know you can't underestimate that. But their run of fixtures: Manchester City, Tottenham, and Manchester United in the next three. Um, it's not worth holding. So with the double game week, it's a sensible transfer to move from him to to Emmanuel Dennis. Um, he's a great player, Emmanuel Dennis, top signing, and I think um, obviously he's come into the league uh, this season and really shown his class. Um, so I'm going with him with my armband, and hopefully he does something for me. I think it's a it's a fair call that you've made as well. Reedy is uh, is shaking things up on the podcast now with that sort of that idea. Seed, you know, food for thought for Ollie there. He's planted the seed, um, and Ollie's you know he's, he's managing to to think it, that's going to be his pick for this week. But Guru, um, you know, in terms of your captain for this week, you've got probably a couple, um, which we'll talk about in your Guru section. But in terms of the captain that you think you're going to go with for your team, who do you think it is? It's not going to be a Watford player for me. Um... I've seen enough of them this season and just not not sort of a side I want to captain a player from. So it's going to be Yotta, I think, for me. Um, brilliant against Arsenal. Um, Liverpool score a lot of goals at Palace. Um, notoriously score a lot there. Um, I've got a good feeling about Yotta this week. So it's probably going to be him. Um, I did think about Bruno again, but, um, you know, probably Yotta. Um, yeah, and in terms of Watford, players really I've got Josh King um so hopefully he does something but they're just a team that for me I want them down I've not rated them anytime sort of watching this season I thought they were average against Newcastle last week um but there is one player that does interest me but I'll wait till the uh the guru section to mention him and it's not King and it's not Dennis we're all waiting for that guru section now but just before we get there guru we do have one question which i'm going to go to you for rafinha or harrison for the upcoming weeks it's got to be rafinha i think um harrison's obviously just come off a hat trick um you know he's a quality player as well was really good in fpl last season but you know i think if you if you're talking about a player over a number of weeks um it's got to be rafinha on pens at the moment that might change and when Bamford comes back, I think he's, he is close to coming back. Um, he's on corners, he's on set pieces, he runs a show for Leeds. So over you know three or four game weeks, you'll probably get more points out of Rafinha than than uh, than Harrison for me. Um, I think Rafinha is a a great shout and a potential captain option this week as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. The one thing that I would say there though. Last season, Newcastle leads at Ellen Road. Jack Harrison, it was the Jack Harrison show that day as well. He absolutely tore us to pieces, scored an absolute cracker. He scored two absolute crackers, to be honest. Um, so that's probably one that I would consider as well. But as the guru is saying, long term, Rafinha is definitely the one to go with, I think, as well. More bang for your buck. Rafinha's doing it consistently this season. Harrison's pretty much had, what, one good game week all season, whereas Rafinha consistently done it against the big teams, the little teams. We know what he can do, as guru says he's on penalties, take set pieces. So it's a no-brainer for me as well. Um, I would be going with Rafinha over Jack Harrison. We've got a couple more questions just before the guru section. Reedy, I'm going to go to you for this one because it's pretty much what you were tossing up between Captain Dennis or Cancelo. So can you give Quentin a, a quick answer for us, please? 
Of course, I'll give Quentin uh, an answer. And, and listen, before I do, I want to just give him a shout out and say uh, that man has is, is absolutely creamed it with his uh, his free hit. Um, he he hasn't got blue balls like Traore. Um, you know, he's he's basically 113 on his on his free hit. He's done absolutely amazing that lad uh, in our free league, and it's just a shame he's not in the paid league. Um, so he's absolutely smashed it. I think he got the Bruno uh, Bruno pick, captain pick, like um, like uh, the guru there. So brilliant. But just to go on to his question, Dennis or Cancelo? Oh, that that Dennis, you know, sort of double game week does jump out a lot. I know Watford had a little bit missed, you know, hit and miss this season and stuff like that. But I think when Dennis does play central, he, he is a lot better than what he is on the right. That we've seen him the last few games, he's played out on the right. It hasn't really kind of worked as such. So I would definitely go for Dennis just over Cancelo, just because I don't know. I, th- I think there's, I think Southampton can potentially score, you know, and I, and I don't want that to happen because I've got Cancelo, but just Dennis, I think. Yeah, and I think it's uh, probably the, the choice that I would go with between the two. It's a two-part question, though, and I'll go to you again, Reedy. Is Watkins a good differential pick for this week? I think so. Um, the playing in Everton side who have just lost the manager. Um, he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's a good player, Watkins, and I think that if he gets the service... Um, he can score goals. He definitely can. And then, um, you know, Villa have got a good fixture run coming up themselves as well. More than more than likely at some point going to get a double. Um, so he's definitely someone to look to, to, to kind of bring in. Anyone who's got Ronaldo like myself, you know, you're looking at someone like Watkins to, to potentially bring in. So he's definitely, definitely a good pick moving forward. Yeah, I would agree with you as well. Ollie, we've got another question uh, just coming through now. Um from Wing L, and he asks, he's got King, who should he captain, Foden or Josh King? Um, I mean, I suppose you don't captain everyone on a double game week, but I think this is one we probably lean towards it. Uh, Manchester City do have a very good fixture. Um, with, In fact, I was going to say Captain King, but because I want Dennis to do well, and I think Dennis is the superior option, I'm actually going to say Phil Foden over Josh King. Um, reason being, I feel like it's a game that might be made for Phil Foden. He's good away from home, or he's had big holes away from home. I think, was it, was it Brighton early in the season, Guru, that he was unbelievable away from home? So on the South Coast, for Man City, if he plays, and that's the risk, obviously they've got a lot of players um, that can play in those positions. Mares might be back, which might be something that could tempt you away from it. Um, but if Foden plays the 90 minutes, I think he might outscore Josh King this week. I think that's a very fair call from you as well. Obviously, all the eyes are on AFCON uh, at the minute. I don't think people have, you know, been so invested in AFCON for years with all these FPL players away and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think Algeria um, are doing that well at the minute. So I think Mares will be on the plane back to Manchester at some point this season. Last question, just before we go to the Guru section, though. And Guru, it's going to go to you because you are the resident Spurs fan. Should I keep Regulon? I already have Cancelo and Trent. If I sell him, who would be the better replacement? I'd keep him, and that's just based on the amount of games in hand Spurs have got. Um, so there's going to be a number of du- doubles. There was one, I believe, game week 26 has been announced of Spurs will have Brighton. Um, that game week is a double. Um, we've got Burnley in a double game week. We've got Arsenal at home in a double game week. Um, and regular obviously, we did concede a couple of goals in the week, um, but he was in attacking positions for the whole game. I'd keep, I'd stick with him. Um, maybe might not want to play him in this game against Chelsea, but um, you know, with all the games in hand, um, you want to keep your 
your double game week players right now, um, unless you're wild carding. Um, otherwise, I'd, I'd keep him. I lied. It's one more question just before the guru section from Quentin after that brilliant answer there from the guru. And I would agree. Keep Regulon. For my thoughts on Trippier so far, um, he's been brilliant in the two games that he has played for us, one of which was that 1-0 loss to Cambridge, which sounds a bit silly. But um, for both games that he has played, he's been the standout player. He was my man of the match against Watford. He kept Dennis quiet the whole game. Um, for when he was on that left-hand side and nothing really got through him. He was passing, you know, cutting the passing lanes from Watford, albeit it was Watford, but, you know, you can only play what's in front of you and Newcastle are in no position to be like, oh, it's only Watford because Kieran Trippier is playing for Newcastle now. So, you know, Trippier was brilliant. I think he's probably one to watch. Um, not really with the fixtures that we've got at the minute, I would say I would probably wait until, you know, see if Chris Wood's getting a little bit of form, wait until Callum Wilson's back maybe, and he'll be getting a little bit more um, attacking support from himself. But I don't think we're going to keep many clean sheets. So the thing is with Trippier is that you're relying that he gets an attack in return. So if we start scoring bundles from set pieces, then I would say go for it. But unfortunately our defense is just too rubbish um, to keep any sort of clean sheets. So, I would love to see Chris Wood goal, Trippier assist on the weekend against Leeds. I would love Chris Wood to score a hat-trick against his former club. and I'd love to see Kieran Trippier in and among the attacking returns as well. But um, for the minute, I would probably say hold off bringing him into your team. But as a football perspective, he's definitely um, upgraded the defence that little bit that we really need um, to have some sort of fighting chance for this season. But um, we will move on to the Guru section now. We've finally made it for 54 minutes into the podcast. But Guru, this is your time to shine. You've got your your differentials, your, your three teams to back and your captain picks and your curveball captain as well. So we'll go with your three players for this week. Who have you gone with? Nice one, Elliot. I've gone with Jack Harrison this week for Leeds. Uh, we've mentioned him on the pod a couple of times now. 1.7% owned. Newcastle at home. You already mentioned it. Got a couple of goals in that fixture last year. Um, next one is going to be Sterling um, against Southampton. 3.8% owned, which I think is really, really low for this game. Um, I think he's a really exciting one for, for this week. It was very dangerous against Chelsea in, in the game last week. And my last one is going to be a double game week player. Uh, it's going to be João Pedro, 0.4%. I thought he was brilliant against Newcastle last week. Um, scored the goal, was the biggest threat for me in that Watford front three. Um, and every time I've seen him play for Watford, he's impressed me. Um, so that's my uh, that's my three players. Yeah, he did very well for himself in the Championship as well last season. So, Jao Pedro is definitely one um, to sort of have on our radars. I would agree with you. Who are your three teams to back for this uh, this double game week then, Guru? I'm going to back Arsenal, you know, against Burnley. Um I was haven't been too impressed with Arsenal in, in the, the cup last night, um, or even in a couple of their recent games. I think they've kind of gone off form a bit, but I'm not really that impressed with Burnley either. Uh, Arsenal seem to scrap a lot of these home games. So I'll go with Arsenal. I think from an FPL point of view, there'll be a few clean sheets. Um, I'll back Liverpool um, away at Palace. Um, you know, Liverpool don't lose many games. They do well at uh, Selhurst Park, so I'll back Liverpool. Um, and then, you know what, I'll put Watford in there just because there's two matches. So it gives them two opportunities to try and get three points. But I've not been too impressed with Watford this season. But I'll put yeah. them in. 
they get two bites at the cherry to to beat or perform against two relegation teams for this season. So I think it's probably um, the pick that you have to make there because obviously, as you say, they get two opportunities, and if they squander both of them, then um, you know it's it's not looking brilliant for Watford. But you'd expect from at least one of those games they're going to come out on top. But I think Norwich might cause them a few troubles, but I think they probably will manage to beat Burnley. But only time will tell for us in terms of your captain picks for this week, Guru. Who have you gone with? Captains, I'm liking it's, it's. I'll put Dennis on there. We've all spoke about him. Um, two good fixtures. He's had good form this season. So Dennis, um, I'm going to put Rafinha against Newcastle. Rafinha was phenomenal against West Ham last week, as well. Obviously Jack Harrison was too. But Rafinha, you know, hit the woodwork. Was on every set piece. I think he's a really good shout. And then um, Trent and Yotta. I'll put them both kind of in the same bracket for Liverpool. I think they're both very good options as well. Yeah, I would love to see a Yotta goal, Trent assist. That would absolutely make my FPL week um, in terms of that Liverpool game. But in terms of your curveball captain guru, you've spoken about him a lot in this guru section. Who have you gone with? It's got to be João Pedro, I think, for the for the curveball. You know, potentially two games. He's looked uh, he looked good last week. He scored obviously that header. Had quite a lot of shots on goal as well. I mean, he was lively. So I think I'll put uh, João Pedro as as the curveball, the ultimate curveball. Yeah, and I think that's a, the end of a, a very astute guru section. He's not messing around. He's giving you the best advice that you can get on all of the social media, all of the internet. The guru is the man, so you've got to be listening to the words that this man is saying. So we thank you very much for your time and the insight there, guru. That does bring us to the end of today's podcast. Ollie, I'll give you the final word. Any last thoughts before Game Week 23, mate? You've got to be unmuted to say him, though. I thought I thought I had I thought I was unmuted. Sorry, mate. I just wanted to bring light to something that um, that Dan posted at the FPL Way, who has just joined us, friend of the podcast. Um, he posted up a brilliant captain's thread that um, he sent through to me, uh, not to uh, not uh, not such a while ago. Sorry, um, that he just went through um, all the captains. He does it every game week. Does Dan? He does a brilliant job, and he's mentioned the likes of. Watkins, Rafinha's in there. That might be with the provision that, that Villa and Leeds might have had a double game week. In fact, it was when you read through. But he's also mentioned the likes of uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And I thought maybe to get um, the Guru's um, opinion on that, Trent, Cancelo are all also mentioned. If you haven't uh, seen that thread, go over and check that out. I would recommend it. He's a top guy. He's, he's Dan, friend of the podcast, of course. And I wonder what you think, Guru, with those options that he's mentioned there. Um, I'll put a few of them in the, in the chat there as well that you could read off. But what do you reckon? Yeah, De Bruyne is obviously a, a standout, you know, premium option. But me personally, I had him a few weeks back for that Newcastle fixture. Problem I always find with Man City is they do, obviously, they score a lot of goals, but they're just shared around too much for me. Um, but it is a good fixture this week, Saints away. Um, but this Dennis news, I think, is probably going to sway a lot more people to wanting to pick him. I think, um, you know, say with Liverpool, they're more reliant on Yotta's goals right now without Salah and Mane. So I think Yacht is probably a better option than a, than a De Bruyne, but it's obviously still still in with a mention. Uh, Bruno, you know, he's obviously coming off the, the back of two really good um, game weeks. So yeah, great shout. You know, some great picks. I've got Watkins in my team, so I'd like him to, to fire as well. Um, and the Coutinho one against uh, Everton, obviously an ex-Liverpool player. You know, it could be a good shout as well. Um, and I'm really liking the uh, the Rafinha pick as well. I love Rafinha. Um, so, yeah, some, some really good shouts. 
That is the Guru's thoughts, the final word on the podcast today. I thank you all for tuning in and watching wherever you are, whatever time of the world it is. Thank you all for joining and for sharing your insight in the chat and asking the questions that you all do. I hope all your FPL dreams come true for game week 23. Hopefully it brings you all the green arrows that you could ever want. And I'll leave you here. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you.